We are going to get back to our roots and involve Patreons with their comments and their voicemails. You're going to hear their voices. It's going to be great. The topic is lessons that Patreons learned in 2021. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two. One. Welcome everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Well, hello everybody. We have a great episode for you. We are going to get back to our roots and involve Patreons with their comments and their voicemails. You're going to hear their voices. It's going to be great. The topic is lessons that Patreons learned in 2021. But before we do that, you need an unfair advantage when there's a gunfight. Playing fair and playing by the rules is a fool's errand. You don't need that. So what you need is steel body armor. You need the protection. And it isn't just for guys that are kicking indoors. It is also for people in vehicles that you don't want to have shot. You can you can get steel body armor for vehicle passengers, maybe kids or or whoever it may be. And also, if you are manning a static position like a checkpoint, having body armor would sure be a great thing to do. The place to get it, Katie Armor, that's C-A-T-I, stands for come and take it. Their information and the discount code is available on the Friends and Affiliates page of the Prepping 2.0 website, which is prepping2-0.com. Also, what if you get cancer? I mean, like that's ever going to happen to anybody, right? Well, CBD oil has some really good therapeutic effects for folks with cancer. I can attest it is unscientific. It is anecdotal. I do not claim to be Dr. Fauci. Um, I'm <laughs> I was actually say, science these days is kind of iffy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm more of a scientist than I think Dr. Fauci is um, with my high school biology course under my belt. But um, my kind CBD is the CBD oil and the other products, not just the oil that I personally use. And I think it had an effect, especially on the chemotherapy that I was going through. Again, unscientific and anecdotal, but seems to have worked for me. My kind CBD, all the information is available on our website, the Friends and Affiliates page, as we've mentioned, prepping2-0.com. And now we are going to get into the show. We're going to start off with Patreon's phone calls first. And that is a good reminder Patreons, that being a Patreon has some advantages and some benefits, which include being able to leave a voicemail. I'm not going to give out the phone number. Patreons have the phone number. Um, And it's another advantage of being a Patreon. So I say, lurkers, lurkers come out of the shadows. What do we mean by that? We mean the folks that listen to the regular show. We, We welcome you and we appreciate you listening and folks listening on the radio stations we're on. You kind of lurk and you don't get all the benefits of being a Patreon, like the after show and at the $5 and up level, the video bonus shows. You get a lot more out of this show by being a Patreon and it's only a few bucks a month. Well, and if I can add to that too, Patreons are preppers and they have great ideas. Yeah. And they have great perspective. I really enjoy that now that we've kind of got landed on our feet from 2021, Glenn and I. We get to bring them back into the, we get to bring that community back to the front. And weave it into the show yeah. like we're doing and today. And get some, some of their expertise as well. I just love that. Yeah. And as I mentioned in a video bonus show that Patreons were able to see uh, at the $5 and up level, we're going to, as I put, refocus the show on Patreons. We're going to have a lot more Patreon comments when we have guests on. We're going to have Patreons ask questions of guests, the things that they really want to know. So being a Patreon lets you interact a whole bunch more and get a lot out of the show. And quite honestly, it's highly recommended. So please consider it. Well, our first uh, Patreon we're going to hear from is Ben Wheeler. Hi, this is Ben Wheeler. The lessons I learned in 2021 in regards to prepping. Lesson one, the U.S. government has learned nothing from this pandemic. Lesson two, the United States should not be beholden to China for logistics supplies. 
medicine, PPE, circuitry, chips, shall be made in America. Three, our supply system, as fragile as it is, is broken at multiple positions. What doesn't wait in the port? Made in America. Truckers need can move it from state to state a lot faster if it's made here. Four, more people are prepping than before the pandemic. This is a new paradigm shift, which means stocks on shelves are going to be depleted faster as more people prep and build up their uh, stores and their pantries. Grow your own food. If you have to, rip out your lawn, plant a garden. Before you do, you might want to call 811. Thank you, and have a nice day. Well, I don't have anything to add to Ben's uh, lessons learned in 2021. I think he makes some sound public policy points, and I think that if the Biden regime had listened to people like Ben Wheeler, who, by the way, we met at at the the Sandpoint uh, Prepping Expo, he drove all the way from West Virginia to North Idaho, not Northern Idaho, it's North Idaho. I was corrected, by the way, by locals. He drove all the way there just to attend the expo and meet us. And I thought that was really cool. That was really special. That just kind of gives you an idea about how strong the bond is between the the Patreons and us. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, there we have Ben Wheeler. Well, our second voicemail is from Cat Oliver. Hi, my name is Cat Oliver, and I live on a farm in Central Virginia, and I wanted to answer the question regarding what I have learned in 2021. It was an especially educational year, so I'll just choose a couple of things. First, I got real serious about learning how to defend myself and learn about guns, how to use them, and everything about them. And I did that by joining uh, the Well-Armed Woman, which now has just changed their name to Armed Women of America. And there are different chapters, and I meet in a particular chapter where we uh, meet once a month. We have an hour uh, instruction and then an hour on the range. And then I've taken it further to do extra practice. I got my concealed carry. And I participate in Project Appleseed, which teaches marksmanship and American history in a really wonderful setting that is very family-friendly. And that was an awesome experience, and I feel much more empowered uh, to protect myself. And as crime rates raise, it seems very important that we all need to do that. The other thing I learned was I started with COVID and everything, and when I was investigating all the uh, the things with regards to vaccine. I didn't really trust this vaccine without really doing due diligence and finding out really what what it was about. But in the process, it led me to learning more about how our body works, how it heals itself, what supplements are important, and uh, how we use nutrition as well, and what we need to be doing to keep ourselves healthy, especially during the winter months. Uh, So um, I learned about what supplements to take, and to, keep, to protect myself, I learned I probably do not want to take this vaccine. Uh, sort of like um, how, as a farmer, uh, it's sort of similar to how to heal depleted soil, how to regenerate it using manure, decaying plants. You know, we use, you know, vitamin D or uh, zinc, uh, quercetin, and all these wonderful things. I really didn't have as much knowledge about that as I had really needed to, and so uh, that has been helpful to myself and the rest of my family as well. So that has been miraculous in a way because uh, some things have happened that have, I think through God's help, have steered uh, my family towards more health. And I think the final thing that's important, and I think the biggest of all, is that I have basically learned to trust in God much more than I have in the past. Prayer is is a daily thing for me now. And with the problems increasing and with this country that also seem to be affecting us in many ways personally, I was becoming very worried. Well, thanks to Kat for those great insights. Yeah, by the way, she cut off at three minutes. That's yeah. the limit of the, the Google Voice. So, yeah, I wanted to just add to that. All of those 
lessons that she learned were very much what Glenn and I learned. We learned alternative ways of, of, of building up our health. The COVID supplements. The COVID supplements. I would guess, and this is just me guessing, Kat, I don't know you. I don't, I don't know, but um, I would guess that you experienced some COVID in your household, some scary COVID. Um, and it sounds like you learned some of the similar lessons. And one of the other great lessons out of that is getting our relationship with God pretty solid. And we talked about that in a show at the, I believe, December 10th or December 8th about the strengthening between you and I, Glenn. Mm-hmm. And that can only bode well as we move forward in this ongoing collapse. It's a team effort. It certainly is a team effort. And the closer, uh, you know, husband and wife are, and more importantly, the closer a person is with God, um, the the better your chances of survival because you've you've got a bigger, better team. And um, I wanted to comment on Kat's statement that she has got her concealed carry license yes. and is getting some training. I absolutely love that. Guns are not just for men. In fact, women probably need guns more than men. And I love, I absolutely love to see women getting armed and trained being key, the training. And that's not a slight on women. I think uh, most men need a lot more training. I know I've taken, you know, at least a year off of trigger time for obvious reasons, health reasons. And uh, it's it's muscle memory and it's a skill that atrophies. And I I need some more training. So this is not a, a situation where I'm casting aspersions on other people. I, I need I need it, too. Well, and if I may add. Uh, and you may. And I'm going to. <laughs> the Well-Armed Woman. That mm-hmm. is a, a group. And I'm not getting any perks for mentioning this. It is a great organization for exactly what she describes. The Well-Armed Woman is is the group that I use as my, <clears throat> excuse me, my model and my books for the pink ladies. If you're asked, if you, what what's the pink ladies? It's a, it's a group of women that get together and do training and do some, uh, some range time. And because I didn't have permission to use the Well-Armed Woman in my books, I made up a group, but that is the model. And that is a group that I used to belong to years and years ago when I first started getting into firearms. And uh, I, I highly recommend. It's a great way for women to get together, learn and train. It's awesome. I, I want to emphasize training one more time and in a, from a different angle because I think when the collapse fully hits, it's obviously unfurling itself, but when it's sort of obvious when there's all kinds of violence and all of that. I think there are going to be a lot of people that have, let's say, a handgun that they bought and a 50-round box of ammunition, or worse yet, a 20-round box of ammunition, Mm -hmm. and it's just sitting in a drawer somewhere or it's locked up, preferably locked up, and they're, they're able to use it in the sense they know that you put cartridges in a magazine and you rack the slide and all of that, so they can functionally operate a firearm but there's something about guns with new shooters that they're loud and they have a little bit of recoil and in the movies they always exaggerate the recoil you know like all the silly stuff they do in the movies and so there are going to be quite a few people who are going to have firearms and know how to operate them but they're going to be scared to operate them because they've never actually fired them and that's one of the most important parts of training for brand new gun owners is getting over the false fear of guns blowing up in your hand or whatever else people are afraid of. And it's, it's, uh, it's vital that you actually shoot the darn thing. And to do that, you need to have a place to do it. That's proper Mm -hmm. and preferably training. Um, it's training now is that there are $50 concealed carry classes and $50 range days and you know it's worth it so I want to highly recommend training uh, when we had Michael Bain on he he certainly latched onto that and he is a firearms expert and he, he talked about the importance of training so it's a big deal and I'm really glad to see Cat Oliver out doing it so our first, why don't you read our first, uh, now we're switching from calls to the Patreon posts where Patreons told us what they learned, lessons learned in 2021. And I'll say it again because it's important, only Patreons get a yeah. comment on these posts. And so 
you as a Patreon, if you're a lurker, you would get to have your um, your question read on the air and then get comment from Shelby and I. Yep, absolutely. The first one that I have is from Francie Simpson. She's a we got to meet her mm-hmm. and hang out with her last yep. fall. Wonderful human being. She says lessons learned. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you see something you need, get two if you can. It might not be there when you get back to that store. Keep your tanks topped off. It won't get cheaper. Parentheses that goes for ammo and meat as well. And end parentheses. Choose your friends wisely. Seriously, quit smoking your lungs and wallet will thank you. Grow your relationship with God. This is the most important lesson learned truly of all the preps you do. This one is the most important. Yes, we wholeheartedly agree with that last statement. And we've already mentioned that. Um, I would say the, the buying stuff now, if you can get it, is certainly a good idea. Obviously, within reason, um, you have to be able to pay for it, of course, um, keeping your tanks topped off, getting ammunition and meat when it's um, on sale to the extent ammo goes on sale. We're starting to see some of that a little bit. You kind of have to search the interwebs. um, And I don't think there's a whole lot of ammunition sales at your local gun stores. And you have to get out of the mindset of, well, back in the day when ammunition was plentiful and cheap, a round of nine millimeter cost 10 or 15 cents why they want 25 or 30 cents i'm not paying that well then you're not going to have any nine millimeter ammunition and you need it for among other things training as previously mentioned it's it's getting past the back in the day the price was x that those days are never coming back as michael bain described there's just not enough capacity at ammunition factories and there's been a ton of new shooters and so ammunition prices have gone up and obviously meat prices. We all see those posts on social media. People will take a picture of a package of meat and it's it's insane what that stuff costs. We are big fans, if you can swing it, of getting a whole beef, a.k.a. a cow or a half or a quarter directly from a farmer, having a butcher wrap it up and putting it in your freezer. So that's a way to to pre buy things and buy them at the lower prices because we all know the prices are going to be going up, especially for those two items, ammo and meat. Well, and I did a show on this. I did a VBS on this last year. It also gets your dollars out of the, out of the meat mafia. There's four Mm -hmm. major, uh, Uh, markets out there for meat that make it so that it's more expensive for us as consumers and it doesn't pay ranchers what they're owed. I'd rather work with a local rancher anyway. So, and that's good to know. It's good to know a local rancher when things start getting really dicey. Don't you? And you you don't have to live in Montana to to have local ranchers uh, be available where you are. Just kind of search it out and you're, you know, get on the interwebs and try to find some local beef ranchers Check with your local your, your fellow preppers in your area they'll know yeah it's good to know exactly well our next one is from ben wheeler and it largely encapsulates his voicemail so we will go ahead and skip that over um next one is david davis and he says lessons i learned in 2021 number one keep close track of all inventories it's a constant battle but it must be done um number two don't put off anything if you can get it today get it done You never know what will come at you next. Number three, organize everything and make sure if you use something, it goes back where it belongs. Everything has a place and everything in its place. Number four, scale. Scaling is everything. For example, a giant garden is great, but if you can't manage it, uh, then more will be wasted than if you had a manageable space. Grow into your garden, livestock, homestead, Mm -hmm. etc. Number five, and we'll address each one of these. Absolutely. Not... Not so much in 2021 lesson, not so much a 2021 lesson, but right tool, right job. You can, you can help it at all. Don't kill yourself trying, if you can help it at all. We kind of have to edit these a little bit to make them a little bit more readable. If you can help it at all, don't kill yourself trying to do something without the proper tools. Work smarter, not harder. I resisted getting a tractor, and now that I have one, I don't know how I could have even survived without it. Number six, plan de- downtime. I went at things hard in 2021 and ended up getting very frustrated with the pace at which Mm. things were not progressing. I was essentially working two full-time jobs. 
I have a professional day job, and then after I was working on our homestead, this pace can't be kept for too long of a period before things start to break down. Mm. Number seven, task management. If possible, plan indoor work for the winter months. Make sure that outdoor tasks are completed when the weather permits. For example, I had some landscape drains that needed to be put in. I put it off, winter arrived, and the ground froze, and now I get to deal with making sure water pumps are keeping flooding down. Number eight, lists. Lists are essential. It's impossible to remember everything that needs attention. It also it also is important to be able to track, or pardon me, to, to be able to check items that you might need so that when you see them in stock, you can get them. And finally, number nine, all the people that thought they were getting prepared were all talk and no action. Well, let's go through these one by one. And we just have, so what we're going to do is we're going to start on them a little bit because I really want to hit on some of these and then we're going to need to take a break. So yeah. just to, just to let you know, we're going to split his in half. Can I do the, his number one? Yes. Keep his number one, David Davis says, keep close track of all inventories. It's a constant battle, but must be done. I would like to recommend to people, if you could go to my Rumble page, it's just Shelby Gallagher. I have two Rumble pages because I messed up, but it's just the Shelby Gallagher page. And there's a video there called Easy Peasy. And it is a couple years old. It's kind of grainy because I downloaded it from Facebook, blah, blah, blah. It's okay. But I go through very clearly how to use an app and we use the app sortly it's now no longer available to the general public but there's a very similar app called orca scan where you can uh keep track of your inventories and your and you can use your phone to scan in inventory using qr codes or using the code that's the Q, the the code that's already on packaging we do this a lot and i go through the different ways to do that I cannot agree with this gentleman more. You've got to keep track of your in inventories. And several people mentioned this as we go through this. You'll hear that as a running theme. Several people have reached out to us lately asking, how do you keep track of everything? I would recommend shortly. The other thing I would recommend, I only have a few seconds here. No, it, you have you have about a little over a minute. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Um, I also recommend you and I keep lists everywhere. Yes. We use a, a device called a Remarkable 2. Yes. Look it up. You can write down lists there on the on a tablet sort of... Handwriting. Handwriting. And then I can email it to Glenn. I can email it to a contractor. You can put them in folders and you can search for it. It reads your handwriting. And so if there's a key term in there like butter beans, it'll find it'll it. It'll find it. And, and it doesn't do anything else, which is part of the beauty of a remarkable. And then it's the numeral two when you're looking for them. And so that is a big, big, cool feature. And you feature. also don't have notifications popping up and distracting you like on a phone. The other thing I recommend is we keep Google Keep documents where we can, sh you and I can share a list in real time. We'll go to Costco and yeah. share a list literally on our phone. And we make the list up during the week. And then when we go to Costco, we can share it. So yeah, there so you have we're it. big believers in list, especially shareable kinds. And those are the a couple of the things that we use. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to kind of take apart the, this person's list. When we come back on the other side, folks, don't go away. We have so much more to share with you. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. <laughs> coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Old, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet. 
PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Shelby Gallagher here. Um, we're going to keep talking about this list, but I want to just give everyone a quick, awesome shout out to our wonderful sponsors. We have U.S. Law Shield. If you ever find yourself needing to defend your choice, your ability to defend yourself, whether with a firearm or other ways that you defend yourself, check them out. We also have Backwoods Home Magazine. I love them. Great repository of great homesteading and prepping information for everyone. We also have New Mana Foods. Great folks over there will help you get your preps up and going. When I'm talking preps, I'm talking all of those things that are getting sparse and sparse on the grocery store shelves. They specialize in freeze-dried foods. Next one is Minutemen Coffee. Shelby wouldn't be Shelby without them. Nope. Not at all. I encourage you to go check them out. Uh, EMP Shield, they have developed a device that will protect your devices from an EMP or coronal mass ejection. Jared Savick and Lizzie McDaniel. They're both awesome realtors. Jared is in Montana and Lizzie is in Tennessee. You can check them out at redstate-realtors.com. Click on Montana for Jared. Click on Tennessee for Lizzie. All of these great folks, you can find them at our website, prepping2-0.com. Coupon codes, discounts, links are all over there. We encourage you to check them out. They're great folks. Well, I wanted to mention before we uh, go on with um, the next page or the the next point that that this current Patreon made, uh, Shelby was talking about a video on her Rumble page about inventorying, and that will become a video bonus show available to Patreons at the $5 and up level. So if you're wondering about inventorying, we have a great resource for you. And I can't help saying it because it's so fundamentally true. There are great benefits to being a Patreon member and seeing this video is one of them. So next on the list of David Davis, the Patreon David Davis's comments is number two. Do not put anything off. If you can do it today, get it done. You never know will come what will come at you next. Absolutely. There are so many things that that we, Shelby and I, have put off because 
I don't know, we have day jobs and we do the show and uh, we prep and, of course, you know, have a family. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And then there were some health issues in 2021. Um, but, yeah, get it done now because you don't know how much time you have. That's good advice in general, but particularly when it comes to prepping. I would agree with him also, too, on the um, I, I'm going to skip over because I don't need to add to it. Like his scale is everything. Giant garden, don't kill yourself. Not so much a lesson, but right tool, right job. But plan and planning downtime. Seriously, you and I experienced that a couple of years ago where we didn't have downtime. We had our job or we were prepping. We had our job or we were prepping. And then when we had lockdowns, we just did prepping and we exhausted ourselves. Yeah. I don't know any way to say it, but find your balance. Prep and prep prep diligently I think that and I think Mr. Davis would agree with me but don't do too much downtime find a way to find a balance between doing both and do them diligently and and that goes to his his final point where he said there's a lot of people out there that are saying that they're prepping but they are all talk and no action we've met a few people like that mm-hmm. ourselves and it, and it is frustrating so Find your balance. I don't know. What do you? What are your thoughts? Well, absolutely. You need to find a balance, and that's going to be different for every yes. single person. Um, we've talked about prepper burnout in some of our earlier shows, and it's a real thing. And you can hear it in his comment. Yeah, yeah, it's a real thing. Well, a couple more points that he made. He said, organize everything, make sure that you put it back where it belongs, and that's just basic good advice. Because why spend twenty minutes looking for a Phillips head screwdriver? when it's not where it was supposed to be because somebody didn't return it. That's 20 wasted minutes. Um, and and right now we're not there. Yeah. We're living out of suitcases in a rental house. Well, and our stuff is going to be pretty soon halfway between two different homes. We're we're not organized folks. Just going to, yeah, but we will be. And we understand the The purpose of it. It's not just to, um, have OCD and know where everything is for the sake of knowing where everything is. Um, a, a reference to the old timey past would be CDs. Um, some people would alphabetize their CB- CDs just for the mental soothing that it provided them. And I don't care if things are in order or not, as long as I can find that uh, ZZ Top first album uh, from the mid 70s, for example. Of course, that's easy. ZZ is at the end, so that's not hard to do. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Task management, similar lists. Number eight, the point he makes about lists. Absolutely. You know, you're either a list person or you're not. But if you're not a list person, you need to be. because or find a way that makes, I, I believe everyone's organized in a different way. And I'm sorry, I just interrupted you. Find the way that you can keep that organized. Yeah. And I think as a practical matter, lists are basically the only way to do it. I can't remember all the stuff that I need to do. I think the more complicated of a life you have, the the more you need lists. We are the kings and queens of Post-it Notes and Remarkable 2 and Google Keep. And we have so many systems in place because why waste time? Yeah. Just, you know, oh, I got to go back into town because I needed to go do something. Write yourself a Post-it note. And I know this sounds sort of elementary, but Given the the limited time that we all have, um, we need to be organized, and it's not as hard as you think. I think it's actually easy because you don't end up making those extra trips into town. I think that it's yeah. it's just a great idea. And so, the next one is dog owner, and Shelby, why don't you take that one? You bet. I think this is really important to consider. Money kept in accounts or held for other purposes evaporates. Tangible assets do not. Certainly keep some amount of dollars for immediate use while things hold, but use the purchasing power of the present to add to your wealth of real goods. The time is coming when the former will be worthless and the latter as good as gold. Boy, I can relate to this. Um, We have an active investment strategy at the Tate Gallagher household of not tying up money in zeros and ones uh, in accounts. That's basically what bank accounts and 401ks and mutual funds are. Now, there's obviously, you know, a limit to this. We have savings and all of that. And so we do have 
money on hand for emergencies, but to the extent possible and when it makes sense, which are two big qualifiers, we like to have money in tangible goods that we know we're going to use. That's the key. Um, buying art or something like that that you're not going to use is not what we're mm-hmm. talking about. We're talking about things like a UTV, which is a side-by-side basically with a snowplow on it. We know we're going to use it. We bought it with twenty twenty-one dollars The availability and the cost, the availability has gone down drastically and the cost has gone up significantly. So that's what we're talking about. Stuff you're going to use, put your money in tangible stuff with the present day purchasing power. This is classic inflation planning. It's yes. what, it's what Fairfall told us about when he was living in Argentina in 2001. And he, that's such a great episode. Everyone ought to listen to that episode. Um, and, It's just how you have to break your old habits of maybe waiting until things go on sale. Well, you know, that's still great if you can find them, but don't count on things, number one, being available, and number two, going on sale. Oh, sales are not... Sales aren't what they used to be. They are not. Things are going on sale for what they were full... Oh, it's... Yeah. What's up is down. What's down is up. But when you're thinking about pricing for just goods. And because you're prepping 2.0 listeners, you're not subject to normalcy bias and you can adjust and switch because that's the key to all of this, making it through what's coming. If it, even if it's not kinetic, which means, you know, gunfire, um, even if this collapse is just a continuation and an expansion on what we currently have, which is nothing works and everything costs more and nothing's available. Being able to pivot and uh, be adaptable is what it takes. You know, so many um, special operations friends of mine, I always remind people I've never been in the military, so I don't want to imply these are teammates of mine. These are just guys I know. Tell me that the number one skill slash mindset that's necessary to do extreme things and in extreme conditions is adaptability Mm -hmm. and not being beholden to the old ways. We talk about it so much, but it is so fundamentally true. And that's a great example of Patreon comments, letting Shelby and I bring out some fundamental truths. um, And plus we get to hear from Patreon. So the next one is Don Williams. And he says, in the aggregate, I learned, confirmed that our fellow citizens are profoundly ignorant and gullible, more than willing to trade liberty for the promise of safety. This speaks to the need for continued attention to OPSEC, which is operational security, which means don't blab about stuff. He continues, I expected a universal rejection of the medical tyranny, but that has not materialized, suggesting a widespread willingness to sacrifice their own and their neighbor's autonomy. Shelby, what are your thoughts on this? I certainly have some. Oh, 100%. Uh, I could do a whole show on that. Oh, but wait, in (laughs) a strange sort of way I have. I will just mention over on Facebook, on the Prepping 2.0 Facebook page, which started out when I would do live videos. I've, I've mentioned this before. Those started out at the beginning of November as desperate prayer requests for you and your health at the time. They have morphed into prayer time for those in the Prepping 2.0, specifically Patriot Christian community who are sick with COVID. It's, it's got a COVID theme to it. It also has, what do we know with the latest true science, things that work, how to prep for COVID, and uh, and and the, kind of what he says here, how we've lost our freedoms and we need to gather them back with taking care of our own health and, and rejecting the untruths that we've been fed by our government. So I absolutely agree with him. I could go on and on. I'm just going to say that. But what really spoke to me is that he is his disappointment when he says, I expected a universal rejection of the medical tyranny and that hasn't materialized. It's disappointing how many people are willing to give up so many rights and so many freedoms during all of this. And it's gotten so complicated and so convoluted in the last couple of years. And it just shows me in a big way the collapse is just continuing. And the pandemic, the scamdemic, accelerated it. What are your thoughts? I have a slightly different take on this. I, I generally agree with Don that if you look at the country as a whole, it is very 
disheartening to see all these people, all these zombies wearing masks and the, the getting the, the vaccine and doing all these things and supporting these lockdowns. But I take it one level uh, below the general population. And I look at things in terms of territory, specifically red states and blue states. Yes, the red state, blue state divide managed to work itself into an otherwise general topic like the sheeple um, being okay with medical tyranny. But my attitude has changed quite a bit since I got out of Washington state. When you are in a blue state, and I'm going to guess Don is, I'm not sure, of course, but um, if you're in a blue state, you look around and it's very discouraging. You see all these people going along with this insanity. But when you're in Montana, it's different. Nobody wears masks here. Um, Nobody nobody (laughs) says you can't come into this store unless you're vaccinated. I mean, I don't even have a mask in my truck. I went to pick some up from the Missoula airport and the signs were very prominent. You must have a mask or you will be subject to being uh, escorted off the property, basically. They said it nicer than that, but that's what they meant. I didn't even think for a second. I didn't freak out and go get a mask or anything. I was just like, they're not going to do anything. And so I think that if you're in red areas, that there is far less sheeple mentality. It still exists and it's maddening that it exists anywhere. And I'm not saying that things are perfect in red states, not at all, but, um, it's, it is, there's a territorial component, a red state, blue state component to this. One of the other dangers, I think of, of Don Williams point, um, no offense, Don. I mean, thank you for making the comment. You gave us a great springboard to talk about something that a lot of us are feeling. One of the downsides to just looking at the population as a whole and and saying, oh, my God, they're just they're so into the tyranny. There's no hope for them is that you don't try as hard, not like you're going to try and go convince people. But when you write off everybody in the country you live in, it's sort of isolating and you're not going to do as well, I think, when it comes to the more um, uh, pronounced version of the collapse. Obviously, we're in it. But if you just think that everybody, everybody is your enemy, you're not going to form the networks you need to form. You're not going to form the alliances. You need to be wary. He mentions OPSEC. Yes, you do need to be wary. And don't assume, even if you live in a place like Montana, that everybody is a conservative and is going to be supportive of you. So, um, and I'm not saying Don is written off the entire country. I'm just speaking to the general mm-hmm. um, topic of, oh, the American people are all sheeple. Well, first of all, they're not all sheeple. And second of all, it's it's limiting yourself mm-hmm. if you write off the entire population. And I could not have said what I just said when I lived in Washington, because as you know from listening to past shows, listeners, Shelby and I were the kings and queens of basically concluding everyone around us sucked because when you live in Washington, pretty much everyone around you sucks. And that's the point I wanted to say with this, that to add to that, put yourself in a population of like-minded people. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a red state that simple as that. And that's, that is the running theme we had in most of our shows for 2021. Should we go on to the next one? Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you take it? Well, the next person did three different comments. So Mm -hmm. should we put them all together? I'm thinking, uh, let's do them one at a time. All right. So G it's not me, not you. He's, he echoed what somebody said earlier. If you need it and see it, buy it. It won't get cheaper. And then with supply chain issues, you may not get it done. I think we've covered Mm -hmm. that many times. Number two, in Southwest British Columbia, we had- that's in Canada for yeah. for those of you like Kanata. me who went to public schools. Yeah. Or Kanata. Kanata. Yeah. Yes. It, it, two pronunciations. Yes. There's the American and the French pronunciation. So in Southwest British Columbia, we had massive flooding, landslides, etc. surrounding our region. Entire communities were trapped as well as those on highways who ended up caught between landslides. Many spent a day or two until rescued in cars. We've seen that. There was the big East Coast- two-day pile-up that... Yeah, I-95 in Virginia. We've seen it here a little bit in Montana. The road, the the highway between Montana and eastern Washington had multiple 
avalanches trapping people in their cars for days. If there's one thing we have learned living in a much colder climate, be prepared to stay in your car for a couple days. He hits it on the be prepared. Make sure in the winters specifically you you have what you need in your car to last a few days. Done Abs- deal. Absolutely. Yeah. And we can at some point when we're, when we're moved in, um, I really want to do a VBS, mm-hmm. a video bonus show on vehicle preps. And Oh, we could do a show. Yeah, we could do an entire show. I think there's a visual component to it, so it would probably be better as a video bonus show. But just um, uh, having all the stuff you need, e- e- simple things like toilet paper. Because, you know, you're going to go s- in two g- days. Yeah, unless, unless you ate a bunch of uh, MREs, you're going to have to, uh, you know, have nature Jeez. call. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. Anyway, yeah. so his third comment, we're going to go on. I'm going to just read it real quick. It's much longer, but it goes along with what we've been talking about. The entire region lost all transportation routes from the area for several million people. Have an emergency kit in your car adjusted for the season and the number in the vehicle. No floods at my home area, but because of the highway closures, etc., goods, food, etc., were impacted with some stores being cleaned out. Fuel was also rationed for to 30 liters per fill-up as there was no ability to get more for several weeks. If flooding is in your area, the water supply often becomes contaminated. Have a supply and method to filter. After the floods came, extreme cold. Have an alternative. Have alternative forms of power and heat. And last, when the power went out, some communities initially could not access their plans and only had their cell phones. No ability to access community notifications, plans, etc. Recovery is still ongoing. This will be the most expensive disaster in Canadian history into the billions. Just search on the internet for highway damage during BC floods. Kilometers of highways are just gone and some communities are still cut off. Fly in only now. I guess this means one should have a good area study and understand the risk. That summed it up, that final sentence. What's your I want to, yes, I want to ac- accentuate the area study. Um, and that is just a term for knowing simple um, publicly available bits of information about your area where the where the highways are uh, where where the people are and then you can drill down on details you know where the people are um, emergency management how the people in in a particular area voted you know if this precinct went Republican or Democrat that's kind of important to yeah. know and and this is the area studies were made famous by Sam Culper at Forward Observer, and uh, his his information is on Friends and Affiliates page of Prepping2-0.com. He's not an advertiser. He's a super cool guy with a great product. He can, um, he can provide videos and things about what an area study is, and he teaches classes on them. And it's really good to know these things. By the way, uh, this, this thing about this biggest disaster in Canadian history. We had uh, some Canadian preppers on um, and on a show and they that it was fascinating to see the differences between Canada and the US. Yes. And one of the points they made was that even though Canada is a socialist country and has a giant government, there's almost no money in emergency management. He said it was woefully underfunded and that's saying something. Almost nothing in Canadian government is underfunded. And I, I note the the um, the next guests we're going to have on the next episode are Swedish preppers, and we were on their show, and we talked about the differences between prepping in Sweden and the U.S., and you really get a lot out of episodes where the topic is the differences between prepping in, in different countries. It helps you see the strengths and weaknesses yeah. of your position in your country. So um, look forward to the... Swedish preppers. Stop. I just love doing that. I want to add to that, though. We had on recently Nick, I think it was back in December, who went through a a hurricane, not a hurricane, tornado in the Midwest just this last year. Be prepared for natural disaster. That and he's hitting on it right there. We've we've touched on this many different ways: lines of communication, alternative forms of energy, water supply. He hits on every single one of them. That is the basics of prepping. Make sure you're ready for that. In the winter, it's huge. So there you go. We're, we're going to start on the next one and finish it in the after show. Yeah, because we have uh, three more minutes on the regular show, and uh, we don't have any time constraints in the after show available to Patreon. So be partial. 
has several points, and we'll just do them one at a time yeah. and comment on them. He says, if you think you have enough, you have miscounted, do it again. That is a good principle up to a reasonable limit. I mean, if you, and I use this example, if you find mental soothing by buying another case of number 10 tins of chili because it makes you feel better, um, obviously have lots of number 10 tins of chili, but there is a point at which, you know, you can have... <laughs> too, too much. much you can run out of storage space and so yes if you think you have enough you've miscounted do it again makes a lot of sense for a lot of things but we just want to mention there are limits, limits to that yeah. yeah number two is two is one one is none if someone else knows you have it three is one and two is yeah. one is none and that's a phrase one two is one and one is none that means if you have one of something it, it could get lost, damage, become inoperable, yeah. you know, run out of batteries, it needs a part, so you really don't have it. Two is one means that if you have two of something, you functionally have one of something. That's a that's an old seal phrase, two is one and one is none. Um, and, and then he makes a really good point. If somebody else knows you have it, three is one and two is none. Yep. Somebody's going to borrow it or potentially steal it. So he's making the point about having duplicates of things, which is a great idea. It's, it's a great way of layering your preps. Um, having more than one of things is just something that well, makes and, a lot of and sense. All of these things are with balance. You don't need four you know, I don't know, fill in the blank. Think of those things that are strategic tools. Think of things that definitely are worth having more than one of. It is not worth having five sewing machines. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, we have we have about 30 seconds, so we'll read his point number three. You can't go back and do everything over, over again. Sometimes you just have to chalk it up to experience. But if you don't learn your lesson, you'll do it again. And the second time, it will most likely cost you more. Get help. Learn from others. Fix your mistakes. Remember the past and move on. Boy, that last sentence in particular. Get note. help, which implies networking. Learn from others, which emphasizes that skills are the key to all of this. Fix your mistakes, which means not having an ego. And remember the past and move on. So Shelby, why don't you take us out oh. of the regular show? The great words from Benjamin Franklin, folks. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.